0: What's going on? Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Ullert, Arthur Motes. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. And
1: today is a... Oh, shoot. Wrong radio station. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I forgot. Yes, we are somber this morning. Yes, I'm with you, bro. 100. percent I am sad. Somber this morning. Yes, yes. That we go for. It, it was a rough, rough day yesterday. Partly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. Oh, uh, Arthur Motes. I forgot. I forgot. You know that. You not know forget sometimes. Yeah. Cause everybody be telling me, "Hey, sorry for you." You know, they be hitting with the sorry. You know, hey, you know what's going to happen this weekend? And I be like, "Man, I'm, I'm, I'm chill. I'm good. We're on the same team here." We on the same team? I just feel like you know. Is that what they say? I, I ain't know. Y'all be saying, I ain't on your team. I be getting mixed emotions at times, man. I be feeling i will be kicking me out every once in a while.
0: Arthur Motes, you and I, we're very happy-go-lucky guys. I think most would describe it.
1: I mean, how could you not be happy,
0: man? Joy is one of the uh, adjectives Joyful, that people use to describe full. us. i tell you
1: what, though. Football connoisseurs? Four, uh,
0: four defeats in a row now for our Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And it's tough to come in here and do the whole joyful thing. No, it's not. You know, the sky is not falling. Man, we had Kenny Pickett out there. Come on, bro. The sky is not falling.
1: Man, we got we got, but it's, we but got it's a receiver. Rough. We got George Pickens out there going crazy. I tell you what, come George on, Pickens man.
0: was out there going crazy.
1: Come on, man. We we got plenty to be excited about.
0: Let me ask you this. You know, I was thinking today, driving in here. That's mm-hmm. when I get real pensive. You know?
1: Spillane making some plays and coverage as well in the end zone. Come on, man. What are we talking about here, man? That's growth. What? You ain't feeling that? You're not excited about that? Yeah, uh, I mean, Actually, DeMarvin Leal. We're going yeah, to talk, right. talk growth. We got to see some of our depth, you know, at multiple
0: positions. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Here's where I want to start on a day where, you know, the Steelers dropped their fourth straight contest and a uh, less than competitive fashion up there, 38-3, to the final in Orchard Park, New York at Highmark Stadium. Moats, so you had a decade of NFL experience. You played college football at a high level. You played high school football. I played at James
1: Madison, actually. You ranked know they're, James they're, they're, Madison. They're the the yeah. 25th ranked team in the AP poll. I don't know if you This is the first I'd time in what? program history that we've been ranked in the AP poll. I just wanted to throw that out there. So that's another reason why. It's like a great day today, I man. Smile. I'm on time. Right. I'm feeling great.
0: Well, WVU didn't play this weekend, so at least I got that going That's
1: for me. That's a dub that You can't uh, lose if least, they don't play now. At man. least
0: I got that going for me. I know through your long football career, your illustrious football career, high school, college, pros, I know you were on the, uh, the wrong end of some lopsided losses. What? I can just assume that, all right?
1: What? All right, all right. All right. It, it might have happened once or twice.
0: No, no, couple, more three, or, no more than or, three. No more than
1: three times. Or a times. couple of times. We'll just leave it. We'll, we'll loosely say a couple. Yeah.
0: So, uh, where where do we go now? Right after a game like that, after a loss like that, when you look at the bigger picture too, right? Four straight losses, and then a thirty five point uh, drumming there by by Super Bowl contender Buffalo Bills. What what what's today like? What's the next move? Where where do we go now?
1: Well, let's seek comfort, and we can say things like, hey, guys, at least we were able to put up this versus that team right there. Hey, guys, at least we got to see the players that we wanted to see out there. Hey, guys, at least, you know, we could do that. You know, we could seek comfort that way. Hey, man, we were injured. That's what it was. You know? We still were able to put up over 300 yards total offense against that number one rated Buffalo Bills defense. You know, we go that route. We go seek some comfort. Let's seek comfort today. You don't want to seek comfort? Let's seek comfort.
0: I don't want to seek comfort. A lot of people out there are.
1: Well, because I personally feel like the past four weeks we've come up here and we've done the alternative of not seeking comfort and we've given context. But that context has constantly been met with your apologists for certain players. We're trying to, you know, remove the accountability from other players or coaches. Yep. And then it became just a finger-pointing thing of we want to make it a witch hunt and say it's just this one player. And if we switch this particular player out, now everything is magically fixed. And when we would come up here and talk about that ad nauseum, that that was not as simple as you're trying to make it, even though we understand why you're excited about getting another player in, this team is more than just one player switch away from being good. This team is more than just switching a quarterback. This team is more than just firing a coordinator. This team has consistency issues. This team also has health issues. And those health issues compound and become personnel issues. Because now, instead of you talking about Akella Witherspoon as your number one, Cam Sutton as your number two, Levi Wallace as your number three, Arthur Millett, or Trey Norwood as your number four, now you were out there at times with Levi Wallace at one, Cam Sutton at two, Millett at three, Josh Jackson at four, or... It was Cam Sutton at one, James Pierre at two, hmm. Arthur Mollett at three, Justin Jackson at four. You catch my drift. You see the the the, the steep drop off. There's
0: a trickle-down effect yes. there.
1: Instead of it being Edmonds and Fitzpatrick at safety, it was Fitzpatrick and Norwood. Mm-hmm. When we talk about context as it pertains to Edmonds, hey, man, this is a really good player. This guy understands coverage. This guy understands position. He understands leverage. He can make open field tackles. He keeps the lid on the defense. And what do we always hear people say when we talk about him in that manner oh you're Edmonds apologist oh man Edmonds isn't like that Edmonds sucks oh we should fire Edmonds get rid of Edmonds cut Edmonds trade Edmonds and then what do we see three four impact plays where Edmonds would have made those plays because I've seen him make those plays routinely but he was not out there and we saw what it looked like but that's why I say let's see comfort because context when we tried to get it in beforehand the foreshadowing part before you would get to this feeling of is this really rock bottom Before we got to this feeling, this was the context. This isn't new. The issues that took place yesterday were nothing new. Have we not seen Bosman's field goals this year? Uncharacteristic, yes, but he still has done it. Have we not seen us have ball security issues in terms of just fielding kicks? Gunnar Osheski, right? That's part of the reason why he was inactive yesterday. Yep. We've seen that before. Have we not talked about ball security in terms of interceptions? Okay, you wanted to justify and make every excuse last week, but this week, man, it's Tampa 2. You underthrew it. Honey hole, I like the intention, but the throw wasn't there. We talk about the third down stuff, 5 for 15. That's not new. We've been talking about that. And when we finally had a good one in the match, we kind of put it under the rug. But then when it came back up, we kind of brought that back up. This isn't a new issue, is it? When we talk about the concepts of this offense in terms of Matt Canada, because he's not absolved from this either. Certain route concepts are a little bit more downfield, but the others are very what to the sideline. The way we stretch the field is we're going to throw a go route or we're going to throw a back shoulder fade. That's the extent of it right now. It's not new. Hey, t- stop me if you heard this one before, Wes. We cannot run the ball consistently again. Heard mm. that
0: one before. been hearing that one for a couple of years. Oh,
1: yep. man. 54 total rushing yards on 17 total attempts for 3.2 yards per carry. Stop me when you've heard me talk about this before, Wes. Not good. Like, these are the things we're talking about. Not good. So when we sit here and we're asking ourselves, well, how do we get beat 38-3 to to the Buffalo Bills? Well, I say you finally ran into a good team that was actually playing consistently, and you continue to do the things that we've been trying to talk about getting corrected. When you sweep it under the rug and try to witch hunt and narrative and say, hey, it's just a one-person fix, you create this false sense of comfort, this false sense of security that all we needed to do was make this one switch. But this team is bigger than just one issue. The health element is real. You notice we still don't have a pass rush that's consistent, right? Josh Allen, he dropped back how many times yesterday? 31 times? He was hit once. Once.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And let's not act like he was running for his life at any point in time in the game.
0: No, it was not uh, Joe Burrow week one in Cincinnati.
1: Literally, the only time he took off? Was when he said, okay, it's cover one or you're running two men and it's a possession down. I'm going to just pull it and run. That was it. He never felt like he had to do anything one way or the other. But once again, is any of that new? No, it is not. We have talked about all of these things at nauseum. The difference was people wanted to fall into the trap of hope. They felt that, hey, because we switched and we got Kenny Pickett in there, we know a lot of people were supportive of Kenny and rightfully so. But this was bigger than just a quarterback issue. Mm -hmm. And when we tried to communicate that on the front end, it was always met with, no, man, you think it's just a Mitch thing, it's a Mitch thing, or you're a a Kenny hater. And that's not the context here. The context is this team is highly inconsistent across the board in all three phases. And you're not going to beat good teams when you're playing inconsistent. But then when you throw the personnel issues that this team has on top of that, that's what it looks like. So yeah, I would want rather to see comfort, man. Unless you want me to keep going on like that. Well, I think that should do it for the show <laughs> some, some, some today. Stuff, that about sums it
0: up. <laughs> Everybody enjoy your Monday. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. No show tomorrow. Mike Tomlin press conference. I don't so we'll talk want, to you guys on Wednesday.
1: I didn't want to be doom and gloom, but you, you asked me, you know? And, and, and you know how I feel. Every once in a while, I'm kind of a little rigid with this, this delivery rigid. thing, you know? The rigid. You know, sometimes when the personal and, and the professional, see, I, I ain't liking it, you, so you, it comes don't on how it comes to, out, you man. Always yeah. have to sugarcoat it. Yeah, but know? that's what it is.
0: You're absolutely right. Um I hate it's,
1: that it's like that, but
0: that's what it is. It's a lot of the same frustrations that have been been chipping away at this team for a while. And I don't think anyone is absolved of blame. You know? That to me a lot of people are trying to do that too. Um there's there's nobody on the Steelers roster, on the Steelers coaching staff Front office, wherever me, the audio engineer for the radio broadcast, I'm culpable too. There It is everybody. I, I'm uh, a
1: fan, so I was not culpable. I had no part in that on Sunday.
0: Everybody, everybody had a part in that on Sunday. Everybody's had a part in getting this team to one and four. Like you said, there is no easy fix. It was. It's not. It's very clear now, crystal clear now, mm-hmm. that it's not just as simple as Trubisky and Canada stink. Get them out of here. It is not.
1: As easy as a narrative as that is to go and follow, and that's why we keep saying that is not that simple. Because if it was, then we would have went out there and put up 40 against the backups that's, for that Buffalo Bills number one rated defense. That's another area
0: where a lot of people are seeking cover. Yes. Well, it's number one rated defense in the NFL. Nah. They are just as banged up as the Steelers were.
1: No, if not, they were more banged up. We were missing TJ. They were missing Tredavious White. All Pro Pro Bowler, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, both All Pro Pro Bowlers, Tremaine Edmonds, Pro Bowler as well, I and I want to say he most, has an All maybe Pro the most, on maybe top the most of that. So those are in four of yeah. their dudes that we're talking about that they did not have. Yep. They also didn't have Dawson Knox. We think we like Pat Fryer move. Well, Pat Fryer move, we hope can get to the level that Dawson Knox is at right now. We think he could even be better than that, but at least get to that. They didn't even have him. Those are five Pro Bowl caliber, All Pro caliber players that they were without. But that's the comfort that we seek instead of just looking it in the face and saying, no, we are very inconsistent. We do not do these things like we're supposed to do.
0: And that's, I mean, that's it, right? The the inconsistencies are everywhere. For the big plays that we have seen these wide receivers make at times throughout this season. Mm-hmm. There's way too many mistakes that are costing this team points. Absolutely. There's way too many drops that are costing this team points. Another a, a drop by Deontay Johnson that that I very the easily down. could have, could have, yeah. well the fourth down one that cost you points, mm-hmm. and then the one in the first quarter that was almost intercepted by Buffalo. Yeah, hits him in the hands. That, that the would top, have yeah. that, I mean that that would have been an interception that you know we debated this a little bit last week right. for the Jets game. That one wouldn't have been on Kenny Pickett at all. Correct. Correct. So it's it's up and down the roster. The offensive line, the running backs, the wide receivers. Uh, on the defensive side of the football, it's been a lot of the same issues ever since Cincinnati. They've been unable to get after the quarterback. They've been unable to create turnovers. They've been unable to stop the run.
1: Jeez. Oh, I mean, can we, still, can you, we
0: actually end the show now? I mean, no,
1: but honestly, though, <laughs> this is the thing. You still should feel optimistic. Because all of these issues are very much correctable. Sure. We don't, we're don't, we not unable to create turnovers. Heck, Levi Wallace got a pick. But the problem is, why was he getting that pick? Because he was getting picked on. But part of that was because of his technique wasn't as clean as it needed to be. But not just him. Trey Norwood also kind of hung him out the dry at times. It's a difference when you're talking about how guys work together. Yeah. Edmonds, what he is able to do would benefit a little bit more a Levi in some of those scenarios just because of how rangy he is in contrast to a Trey Norwood. Some of the plays for Levi, that was a part of that. But when you're talking about can that be fixed, absolutely. Terrell Edmonds isn't out for the whole year, is he? He's coming back. He's coming back. So that's some positivity right there. When you talk about the issues that we face or the issues that we have as a team, you notice how specific I am when I talk about the consistency. You're not hearing me talk a ton about we don't have the personnel. Defensively, yes. And I've talked about the injuries and how that kind of limits what we can do. But offensively, we have personnel. We don't have wide receivers they can win. They've shown it. They don't do it consistently enough, but they've shown that they can. Running game. They show it that they can, that they are capable of it. Najee and Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren's looking really good.
0: Uh, if, you, if you're if you trying to he's take some really positives, good. he's, he's okay. on that short list. Yep.
1: So it's like you can see that right there. But it's not consistent enough. But it's there. The talent is there. Offensive line. Hey, let's be real. Was Kenny really under duress yesterday?
0: A couple times, but not. Honestly, I thought, the really the I thought the offensive line did a good job in pass pro.
1: Vaughn had his one sack at the end of the yep. game. And then when Kenny got hit where he gets up and he's, and he's uh, not the one where he gets, he, uh, the when he on, hits upset. on pick crime? Yeah, that was like the one, that no, nah, not even that well, one. Not, not, not the fake slide. Not the one okay. where he gets hit by Shaq Lawson. It was third court, I think it is, where he does get sacked. But it's Kenny running out the pocket. He runs out the pocket. Dan Moore runs his guy all the way to the other side of the field, and he, he leaves the pocket. So once again, it wasn't as if he was under the duress the whole game.
0: No, they've actually they've been good yeah. in pass protection. The offensive line they have. So it run even, game different story.
1: But also run game different story because what vision from running backs? Not it's great. It's a compound thing. Not great. So when we talk consistency that is very much different than we don't have the personnel to do it. When we were out here watching the offensive line last year and we would look at Kendrick Green and we would say, man, Kendrick has a ton of heart. We can see he's giving it his all, but just physically he is mismatched. Physically he is limited in a way where he will not be able to execute what we're asking him to execute. Show me. Where we're saying that on this offense now because especially now that we switch quarterbacks, because the first member they would just say it was Mitch, that's not there no more.
0: Mitch, didn't taking enough shots.
1: So, where exactly do we feel ultra limited where we don't have any type of personnel this varsity on our offense? We don't feel like that.
0: No, actually, you know, when you put it that we way, We don't no. feel like I don't that. think any of us are saying that the Steelers' offensive line is world right. beaters, but. We're not sitting here saying that they're they're JV no. and they don't belong in the National Football League.
1: But what this team continues to have, and this has shown even Dayton in the preseason, but more importantly, these first couple of games, is the consistency or the lack thereof. They'll have a couple of plays where, hey, man, we're stretching the field. A couple of plays where, hey, man, Kenny's making good reads. A couple of plays where the receivers are coming down with some nice catches. Then we get what? All right, a quick throw or maybe a misread. All right, you get a drop right here. Or you get you know, a little leaky protection. Like, that's the type of stuff you can't have. Or you just get a flat-out bad call by Canada. It's like, man, all right, we finally get to another third and manageable, but you're calling a route where nothing is going to stretch them past the sticks. Now, not sticks. Air, now. I want to throw this out there as well because I know this is another easy narrative to go and fall into. Oh, yeah, every third down call. Why, the reason why we were 515 was all Matt Canada. No, let me stop you now. That is not the case. Once he's it, part of that He equation, is a part of it. But, but he's not that, yeah. But stop, when you've heard us say this before as well, popcorn. <laughs> sometimes it's called sometime nobody is open Sometimes can he miss the mystery he looked to the left and this dude open to the right that happens at times and then sometimes the bills just actually made a good play but these are all things that we've heard before this is nothing new but the consistency and you're asking yourself well ma'am, all right most keeps keep saying consistency well how do we fix that part mm. well that's where the coaching staff comes into place and i think coach tomlin has already set the tone for that we set the tone for that last week when he pulled out mitch That was the message that, hey, nobody is above reproach. And when you make that type of move, you have to keep rolling with that type of energy.
0: So he he said as much in his postgame yesterday. I don't care what
1: you said. I need action. Because you told me that Mm -hmm. you won't, you know— be too knee-jerk with your reaction and stuff like that we're it's gonna let everything play out absolutely absolutely <laughs> but we saw and we said when we came and gave our reaction it was like yo in the moment last week when he did this move with mitch it felt like he was you know kind of knee jerky with it it was almost like a desperation move which was fine and you talked about the spark and all that other stuff and everybody went crazy and that's cool but now here reality we are. sets in reality sets in. Yeah. You set this president that, hey, man, what Mitch was doing wasn't good enough, right? So if that's the standard that you've set in order to get more consistency, in order to hold these players more accountable, because you set that tone, you set that. No one else did. You did. Since you've done that, now when you're talking about a Deontay Johnson and he keeps dropping passes, well, what's the move then? You pull him and you put George Pickens out there more. When you talk about Chase Claypool not consistently doing what he needs to do, okay, Miles Boykin, you get an opportunity. Heck, you did it with Gunnar Osheski, right? So all I'm saying is if you're looking for how to become more consistent, more accountable, clearly you made that tone. You made that move at the most critical position, quarterback. So if you can switch a quarterback out, Nobody is above reproach. 100%. And that's why I'm saying. If that's the way that you're going to go about it, you need to stay consistent there as well. So the consistency part is not just on the fields, also with the coaching staff in terms of how they deliver their messaging. Because if I'm a player, and I say you pull out Mitch, and we could have however opinion we want to have, but at that particular point in that Jets game, he was not playing god awful. He had just come off of a scoring drive where he let him down for a field goal. Should have had another touchdown uh, drive. Like Deontay said, if, if Deontay gets his toe tapped in. Deontay then. gets his toe tap so in, either yeah, way, we're singing a different so story So either here. way, you're talking about that decision was determined. You were making that decision off of that sequence of events. Fine. But if that's the standard, how are we watching Deontay continue to make drops? Routine catches, along with the conversation that he's getting. it's not a thing on him in a personal vein, but just in the sense of we're trying to leave no stone unturned. How do you continue to put him out there and continue to give him the targets and continue to allow that? If we're talking about being more consistent, if we're talking about accountability, if we're trying to deliver a message that that play is not OK, we talk about Mad Canada. And I am glad that Coach Salmon did say, hey, man, everybody is open. Everything is open for change. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hey, man, even with you, how do we hold you accountable? What are certain things you could do? Okay, maybe you don't need to be fully in charge of all play calling duties. Maybe
0: Mike Sullivan's involved Absolutely. There. Maybe yeah. you
1: start doing a 50-50 split. Maybe, hey, you're a part of the game planning, but hey, Mike, you do the game day calling. Hmm. You know, certain things like that. Because right now, we're just trying to figure out something. And if you continue on with the same method, clearly we're not going to get different results.
0: Insanity, right? Doing so, the same thing and expecting different
1: right. results. So let's try something different. We tried it with quarterback. We got... I mean, you tell me how you, however y'all want to <laughs> review the uh, the results. If y'all think that it was a drastic upgrade over what's currently been happening, if you think it was kind of around the same, or if you think it was worse, however you want to view it, cool. But that was one change. Clearly, the results did not produce what we wanted. Some might say this result was worse than what we wanted, being that it's thirty-eight to three. And prior to this game, I think the worst loss we had was to the Cleveland Browns.
0: Correct. All, all the losses were one-score games in the fourth quarter, except for yesterday in Buffalo. Yeah,
1: so when we're talking about how do you get that consistency going forward, those are some of the things. Now, it's a very heavy-handed approach in certain elements, and in some elements you have to take a little bit more of a soft-cotting approach. But that's going to be on Coach Tomlin to be able to traverse that line back and forth. But those are just in a overly simplistic way some very tangible things that we could talk about, hey, how do you make this change? And we could point to it and feel that. It's very simplistic in terms of how I broke it down, and obviously there are more moving pieces. Injuries matter. Personnel matters. Who you think you want out there matters. Contracts, unfortunately, do matter as well, along with draft positioning. Yes, they do. So it's a lot of stuff that they're going to have to maneuver through. But at the end of the day, when you make some of the moves that we've seen Coach Tomlin make thus far at this stage of the season as well, you're saying essentially, man, hey, I don't care about them politics. I'm trying to win. Correct. And if that is the case, well, let's do that. Let's continue to be all in with that approach and let's truly leave no stone unturned.
0: See some Mark Robinson.
1: Yeah, because, See some Isaiah Loudermilk. Because it's the thing you ask yourself, right, Wes? So for the people that are saying, hey, man, you don't want to be too overreactive, right, and pull a guy out. Okay, cool. But now we're talking about at the week six part. This is no longer week two and week three. Right. So at what point do we say
0: that sample size is big enough?
1: Right. Because now you have to ask yourself, are you coaching this? Or are you allowing it to happen? You're either saying that, hey, man, I'm teaching this guy to go out there and say, hey, man, if you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, you don't, that's cool. Or you're saying, hey, it doesn't matter if you catch it, if you don't. It is what it is. But either way, you don't want either side of that. You don't want to be coaching that technique where he's going out there and he's not catching routine passes. And you don't want to be allowing that either. Sure. (laughs) And with his sample size, it's not like this is the first time he's dealt with this. No, it is not. But I'm not over here saying that you cut him. I'm not over here saying that you, you trade him. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is if you start to, when you are not producing and you're having errors that are directly related to you, not schematics, not anything else, yes, you dock some of his playing time. Because that is a subtle message as well. You still need him because he's a heck of a player. He gets open a ton. But the consistency this year has a little bit reverted back to what we've seen in the past from him. And now you just have to figure out a different way to correct that. But the method that you've been taking in terms of just letting him keep going out there and trying to play through it clearly has not produced the results that you would want.
0: No, it has not. I think that's safe to say. And I'm with you. Uh, that's, I mean, that's that's a perfect breakdown. If you can in-game make a change at quarterback – the most important position on the football team, the most important position in sports anybody can get it. And you know, it was said yesterday post game that no stone will be unturned in that regard. Now we will look and, and see what uh what that might and look I, like. And,
1: and he was pissed too. I could tell he was pissed. I ain't seen yeah. him like that in a minute. Trust me, I've seen that before. That is not a fun coach time to be around right there. No, it is not. That reminded me of Miami, Jay Ajay, 200-plus on the ground. Oh, yeah. Seen that one before. That was not a fun time. Not great? That lasted for like a couple weeks afterwards, too, Wes. Oh, Wes, he was on one for like the rest of the year, Wes. It was sickening. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I, I am not a fan of this version of Coach T right here, man. Ugh. When he gets like that, you're like, bro, just, just can you stay away, please, Coach. Like, you need, you need a hug, bro.
0: Yeah, the press conference, yeah. press conference, yeah, twenty four hours from now, should be interesting.
1: Yes. When he gets on one like that, it's oof. Mm-mm-mm.
0: We're gonna continue the conversation. Plenty more to get to. We'll talk a little bit more specifically about Kenny Pickett. A lot of tweets about that. We will get to your tweets. Keep those rolling in. Uh, you want to get involved with the show today? We know you've got questions, comments, concerns, and reactions. At Wesley Euler. at the body fifty two the body on Twitter is the uh, is the best way to voice those concerns. We'll keep the conversation going. We return on the other side. Wesley Euler. Arthur Moats, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
1: Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh?
0: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah,
1: and some waves so we could go surfing. Ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.